the In Conversation podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my In Conversation podcast series. My guest for this episode lives in Australia and is a coach and hypnotherapist, Daniela Bradkey. Hello, Daniel. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? I'm very good. Thanks for having me, Nigel. You're very welcome. So you're in Australia. So whereabouts in Australia do you live and what's it like? I'm located roughly three hours north east of, of Adelaide in South Australia. I live in a little town called Loxton, embedded in the Riverland. Why did you decide to help people who'd suffered from domestic abuse? I have experienced uh, domestic abuse for several years and I was I was would have been happy to have someone that was guiding me and um, supporting me along the way. Um, eventually, I found some people here in Australia that uh, were helping me with uh, learning, with counselling, with doing different courses and seeing different people. And that uh, was it was a long recovery but and a long stretch of healing. But they were very, very useful, very supportive, and they still are. So how do you think you got yourself involved with a abusive person? It is very, very easy to get involved with that kind of people when you have a very low self-esteem, when you have very poor boundaries, when you, yeah, you just a people pleaser really, and people pleaser love doing things. They need to do things for other people to make themselves feel needed. This is how they identify themselves. They they just want to be needed and make everyone happy but it's easy to forget themselves over the whole process i would have to agree with that i was having a debate with a psychologist he had this kind of attitude he didn't like people who'd been abused being called victims in terms of codependency um he didn't like the word and fair enough some people don't like the word because i think the preferred term now is self-love Deficit Disorder, SLDD, that's a term that other people use now because codependency, for some, seems to have some type of stigma attached to it. So why did you decide to specialise in codependency or SLDD? The topic of codependency, which is just going hand in hand with uh, people pleasing, personally, I think. It's just so easy to fall into this role of a people pleaser and become codependent. It starts actually really, really early in childhood when little children just want to feel connected with their parents. So they start adopting their interests. They want to be with them constantly. They just, instead of exploring their own their own identity, it is, um, yeah, they're kind of longing for closeness on consistent connection and they checking in with the parents' mood just to see where they're at. They're working on eggshells already early on. And I think this just develops from from uh, that point on already, that mm. people become people pleaser in that way and become codependent in a relationship of feeling anxious if they can't help. They try to take on the fixer role just to keep the partner happy and 
sacrifice a lot of their own well-being in order to help others. And I just would like to point it out to people who can't see what is happening, where they are at in their life and their relationship, and want to point it out to people that you actually have a choice that is actually a situation that you can change. Well, from what I've read, a dysfunctional family can cause codependency in a child who then grows into an adult, so they may well have some codependency traits. So if you grow up in a family where there's indirect communication or you're not allowed to be a child and be playful or there's pressure to make your parent proud beyond realistic yep. expectations and things like that. Or And the other one is... um. The child is encouraged to keep family secrets. And those are just a few of the kind of family dynamics that can cause someone to be codependent from my understanding. So then do you feel that your childhood made you into a, a codependent kind of person? Absolutely. Absolutely. My childhood was very much codependent. I tried to make my parents happy. It's exactly what I was uh, saying before. I checked with my parents what kind of mood they were in. So it was always a bit of a walking on eggshells. I felt disconnected from my parents because they were always looking for the to-do list that they had to do, all the jobs during the day that needed to be done. And I became a people pleaser, I think, when I was around 10. A little bit after that, I started to do the dishes for my mom just to help out that she's a little bit more free of pressure. So, And that's how it became this pattern that I adopted to be helpful that became a very very strong habit. So your childhood created codependent traits within you so how did you turn that around after you were involved with a abuser? When I left the husband I'm not gonna say my husband because it's not mine anymore so when I left the the ex-husband I started to work with Relationship Australia. And Relationship Australia gave me not just counselling, they also gave me and supported me with parental support, how to teach my children or how to to help my children through the um, separation, how to emotion coach, how to read cues. And this is not just applicable to children. This is applicable to, to everyone you have a conversation with. You just... You look at their, their body language, the cues that they give you during a conversation, and you take that in, you process that, and then you can, uh, can kind of see where they are at and how interested they are in certain topics. And then you can nearly pick what kind of um, life they have themselves. And Relationships Australia has um, taught me what uh, red flags are what to look out for when you meet someone to not go into the, um, the danger and the risk of meeting someone exactly where I was coming from. And this is what I use now, all this knowledge that I have gained to help people in, this, in a similar situation, to educate them. What is a red flag? What do I need to look out for when I, when I meet someone? Is that person saying very, very quickly, I love you? just to hook you in, just to make you feel connected and use that to their advantage. What you're mentioning there reminds me very much of narcissists and love bombing. Because with love Absolutely. bombing, yeah, of course with love bombing, they will shower the, the person with you know attention, gifts, etc. to lure them into the web. Yep. 
and then obviously once you're hooked in, it can be very difficult to, to get out. Is another red flag would be to move in quite quickly. Everything is nice and smooth and they hook you and then uh, everything goes brilliantly and you start moving together or you have these sleepovers and all of a sudden you live together. So this is a very quick way for people to gain control over you, your time, your life and also financials. But also I've read that an abusive relationship can also make someone who's quite independent-minded become codependent. What do you think about that? Yes, very, very dependent. Um, They just try to... They feel ashamed if they can't meet the expectation. They feel guilty. And they have got a very, very high level of perfectionism that they want to meet. Mm. And in codependency, especially when these people are in a relationship they do anything possible to support their partner to uh, sacrifice a lot of their own time a lot of their own well-being just in order to meet all the expectations that by then probably have grown into a, a massive amount of you know a very high level of standard that they try desperately try to meet up with And I've also read that codependency can result in a lot of self-defeating behaviour, you know, like alcohol addiction, drug addiction, eating disorders, depressions, sex addictions. I feel when people are living in codependency and it is damaging for the partner who is codependent because they want to meet all the standards and the person who is rather in control of that uh, relationship may or may not know what they are doing, but they use that to their advantage and they just take, take, take. They just want to just absorb everything on energy that the codependent person can give. It is okay to spend some time on your own and to say, look, I'm not wanting to do this right now. I have got other things that I need to do. You might have to help yourself. They just don't know how to take care of themselves. So would you say then that someone who is codependent or with SLDD, would you say that they are addicted to fixing their partner? They are intending to uh, take on the fixer role, yes. They want to look after their partner. They just want to keep them happy beyond reason. They would like to fix their problems and they drain their own energy by trying to fix everyone else's problems. So effectively, they are trying to fix their partner while neglecting themselves and therefore neglecting yes, self-care. Would that, be, would that be accurate? Yeah, they, they just try anything that's possible to keep their partner happy. They try anything possible to, because they have got a, they want to help. They want to make themselves feel needed. They want to be needed. And even if it's not the partner, even if it's a family member, they just try to fix it. Whatever problem they are having, the family member is having, and they intend to forget about their own self-care. So I understand you're a hypnotherapist. So when did you decide to study that particular art? Hypnotherapy has always been something I was interested in. But at the same time, when I started my coaching, I'm also a coach. I have learned that there is more on a different level that I can help people on a subconscious level. Oh, well, a hypnotherapist is using a trance-like 
state to to talk to the unconscious on an unconscious level to change um, behavior patterns that are not useful. Uh, you mentioned coaching. So what type of people do you coach and what kind of services are they looking for from you? My coaching is quite broad, but at the same time, I coach people with codependency, with domestic abuse experience. I do coach people that are stuck in life with different facing different kinds of um, obstacles and feel stuck and I coach people in relationships. And what advice would you give to someone who is in an abusive relationship? Don't give up on family and friends. They might be able to help you out of it or through it. I was going to ask you actually, what's the domestic violence situation in Australia in terms of COVID-19? Because generally what I've been reading is that domestic abuse cases have gone through the roof with the... yeah introduction of the lockdown in many countries so what's it like in australia at the moment that is actually a good question we only hear so much only what what is made public but when we as experts just see the situation for what it is that you are in lockdown you can't go anywhere you have restricted access to other people besides everyone that lives in your own house um, mm. i can only imagine how it is for people when that person is constantly home, they have no break, no mental break, no physical break. They have no time to rest or to take care of themselves in between. And they just possibly get worn worn down and just put down a lot quicker and for a longer time. So I would say COVID-19 did a big, big had an in big impact on domestic violence to just, yeah, let it go through the roof. What are the support services like in Australia in terms of domestic abuse? Very, very good, I must say. There is uh, Relationship Australia. They take care of so many things, personal, personal counselling, parenting, support, especially for people that are a single parent great support from them in uh, in terms of after support during separation to help with the children to understand give them a bit of a program how to to coach them through through the emotion that they are feeling and to connect with their children fantastic they also take care of financial counseling i have had experience with a domestic violence section that doesn't want to be named too much, but they are fantastic. They helped out immensely. The police is absolutely fantastic. They were there all the time when I needed them. They were very helpful with uh, tips and tricks, what I can do to prevent and to keep myself safe. And yeah, there's, there's a lot on hand. So what are your plans for the future? My plans for the future are expanding... Um, Expanding my business to offer more programs, to offer more workshops and help as many people as possible. So, Daniela, how can people contact you? People can contact me at the moment on Facebook, on a Facebook page that I'm having on uh, Coaching with Danny as well very soon on my very first uh, website. So, it's still coming, still not quite ready, but 
we are nearly there. We are nearly there. And what about an email address? Oh, of course, an email address. Um, that would be coachingwithdanny20 at gmail.com. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you, Danny. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you for having me, Nigel. Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce? How can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My new book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from www.relationshipmistakesbook.com and amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. Looking for Love is a documentary that explores black relationships in the UK, seeking answers to difficult questions, transforming the way we think about love and relationships. You know, 50% of couples who marry this year will get divorced. Looking for Love from the award-winning director Menelik Shabazz is finally available on DVD. If I had been to a counsellor or been to a therapist, I would have dealt with a lot of those issues a lot quicker. Get yours today from lookingforlovefilm.com. Thank you for listening. Please join me for another In Conversations podcast very soon for more interesting and entertaining discussions. Stay safe.